I'm Brent McGarry. This week on the Couch Potatoes, it's time to say goodbye to summer. I'm Jeff Braun, and we'll say hello to autumn with the September movie preview. And the apocalypse is nigh as we tee up the return of the hotly anticipated new season of American Horror Story. Let's get to the preview. I had a series of visions when I was younger. And after each one ended, the same thought would be stuck in my head. What did you see? I saw a nun. Not a nun. The Nun. That's the name of the movie, The Nun. It's that nightmare fuel nun from The Conjuring 2. And this is the prequel that explains where she's from. Word of my visions reached the church, and I was asked to accompany a priest to an abbey in Romania. The abbey has a long history. Valak. Not all good. Before we explain more about The Nun, just a quick recap of The Conjuring series. The first one came out in 2013, smash hit. The sequel was immediately ordered, which arrived in 2016. There is a family in London that desperately needs our help. No new cases. Please trust me. There has never been a family that we refuse to help. We don't run from fights. This one's different. There's also going to be a Conjuring 3, tentatively set for July 2019, and there were two other prequels focusing on a scary doll from the first Conjuring. In 2014, we got Annabelle, and in 2017, we got the prequel to the prequel, Annabelle Creation. Worth pointing out, the star of the Conjuring movies is Vera Farmiga. In The Nun, the protagonist is played by her little sister, Thaisa Farmiga, who has appeared in a few of the American Horror Story seasons. Also, every time I hear her name, Thaisa, I can't help but think of the 1990s song, Aisha. Remember that? From the kid group, Another Bad Creation? I know that has nothing to do with the movie, but I just can't help it. Anyway, the nun takes place at an abbey in Romania where a young nun takes her own life. A priest and young novitiate are sent by the Vatican to investigate where they learn of a malevolent force in the form of a demonic nun, which to me is one of the most horrifying things I've ever seen on film. I did see the movie earlier this week. I've got a review later on in the show. you're not going to go see this? Nope, it is uh, by far the creepiest trailer I've ever seen. It scares me every time and I hate them for showing it. Oh, that's right. You have to sit through it at the movie theater. Yeah, and they show it in front of comedies because, hey, guess what? I didn't pay for that. I paid to laugh. <laughs> also out this weekend, Jennifer Garner stars in Peppermint. Who's my girl? My girl has love in her heart and snow in her eyes and peppermint in her blood. Happy birthday, kiddo. Sounds like the perfect role for Garner, right? She's kind of America's sweetheart. Here she is as a loving, happy mom, 
But then her family is gunned down by thugs from a cartel. That's him. Maybe you've made a mistake. Number three, number five, number four. They did it. Is it possible that your recollection isn't what you thought it was? The evidence is insufficient to hold the defendants over for trial. You think that you're going to have justice? Make them all pay. Of course, they don't go to jail, so that's why this actually is the perfect role for Garner, the former star of the action TV series Alias, and the woman who played Elektra in a couple of movies for Marvel. Garner is an action badass. Five years ago, Riley North just disappeared. Completely off the grid. So she spends the last five years doing what? Training. Well, that's new. Be honest and think Riley North did this. Today's the five-year anniversary of her family's murder. She's back. She disappears for five years to turn herself into a war machine. Now she's back for blood. Corrupt judges. Dirty cops. What do I want? I want justice. Not a coincidence that makes this area low crime. It is low crime because of her. Hey, somebody's doing something. Find her. I don't care if you have to burn the city down. Watching someone take everything from you, it turns you into somebody else. Social media is lit up with support for her. She's a multiple homicide suspect. Not to them, she's not. I was really excited when I saw this trailer because I love Jennifer Garner and I love that it's a female-driven action movie. Sadly, it's getting bad reviews, but I still want to see Peppermint. Outman, now gone. How you really think this is gonna go? I will kill every one of you. And then I'll pretty much wing it from there. Moving to September 14th. It kills for pleasure. Ah! You will skin alive! It hunts for sport. It's killing us one at a time. But this time, it's picked the wrong man to hunt. If it bleeds, we can kill it. That's from the 1987 Arnold Schwarzenegger classic Predator. Now in 2018, we have yet another Predator movie. It's called The Predator. Do you know what my job description is? I'm in acquisitions. I look up and I catch what falls out of the sky. What's on the ship? I say yet another Predator movie because the original had a sequel in 1990 with Danny Glover. Then there were two Alien vs. Predator movies, then a reboot in 2010 called Predators. This new one is in the continuity of the first two movies and is not a full reboot. So the story here surrounds a young boy who accidentally triggers the Predator's return to Earth. So to stop them, we'll need a ragtag group of ex-soldiers. Look, I get it. Something went down in Mexico. Nobody wants any witnesses. We need to know if you and your man pose a threat. We're rangers. Isn't posing a threat. Kind of the point. 
Since it's a new movie, everything has to be bigger in a sequel. Predators just don't sit around making hats out of rib cages. They conquered space. But that's not what's on the horizon. Should I be worried? Riley. I think you know what is on the ship. <laughs> the ultimate predators. That's right, we have a bigger predator who even hunts other predators. They've genetically upgraded themselves with DNA from other species, and I'm sure that's going to work out just great for humanity. Light him up! We may die. We're still here. So come and get us. Up next, we'll tell you about The Odd Couple, John C. Riley and Joaquin Phoenix in a Western. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. Welcome back to The Couch Potatoes. I'm Jeff. He's Brett. We're doing the September movie preview. We're on the 14th. We already mentioned The Predator. And by the way, Original Predator was my grandma's favorite movie, which is something I just can't get past. That's amazing. It was. I came home when I was 17. She's downstairs in the basement. TV's on. I go down there. What are you watching, Grandma? The Predator. I was like, what? And, they, <laughs> and Apollo Creed's in it, right? Yep. Yeah, and he's on TV, and she's like, Alien's going to get him. <laughs> and I was just like, oh. I was like, what? She's like, yeah, I've seen it before. I love this movie. He's like, okay, good. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that's coming out, the new one on the 14th. Also on the 14th, John C. Riley and Joaquin Phoenix are the Sisters Brothers. Sisters Brothers. S-I-S-T-E-R-S. Like sisters. We're looking for a man named Warm. He stole something from our employer. We have enough money to stop for good. Stop what? Killing people. <laughs> yeah, right. The Sisters Brothers is a Western set in Oregon in the 1850s. The Sisters Brothers are cowboy assassins going after a guy who has a secret that could change the gold rush. It's like an action comedy by the looks of it, and it looks like a ripping good time, even though Jake Gyllenhaal's also in it. Both Riley and Phoenix are obviously terrific actors. Looks like they have a lot of chemistry in this one. Hopefully it's a good one. Are you upset? I'm leaving. What's wrong with you? You hit me in public, Charlie. So I slap you, you slap me back. Raven. So go ahead. Hit me. Hit me. You don't like Jake Gyllenhaal? No. I do sometimes. He's done such great work in recent years. That is just something about him that rubs me the wrong way. You don't like his sister either, Maggie? No. Okay. Yeah. Jeff don't like the Gyllenhaals. There's a really good family guy joke about them, which is, it's too mean for us to even get into, but if you want to look that up. Okay. Also on September 14th, Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively become friends in a movie called A Simple Favor. A few weeks ago, I met Emily, this wonderful, elegant person. Our sons brought us together, actually. Come here, little dude. Can me and Miles have a play date today? Do you drink? Does your kid drink? Maybe? I mean, it's never too early to start teaching. I think you're joking, but great. Ah, it looks like we're in for some gentle comedy and a fun movie. At least that's what I thought at first. And then the trailer took a weird turn. Oh, you do not want to be friends with me. Trust me. Stephanie, I need your help. Uh, are you okay? I'm fine, but I I do need just a, a simple favor. Can you come over? Yeah. 
Five days ago, Emily went missing. I warn you, you go poking around in her past, you're gonna find something that is terrifying. She was not a normal person like you or me. Yeah, it gets dark and deadly serious. It's a thriller, as it turns out. Kendrick gets mixed up in the mysterious life of Lively, who has a disturbing past and then goes missing. Her husband is played by Henry Golding, who you can currently see as the boyfriend in Crazy Rich Asians. Again, like I mentioned last week, he is a first-time actor this year. He's got a good agent to land these roles with zero experience. He's also a suspect in this one, and it's directed by Paul Feig, best known for comedies like Bridesmaids and The Heat. So this is a departure. It does look interesting. Were you aware that he took out an extra $4 million life insurance policy on Emily before she disappeared. People do terrible things for their own reasons. They thought you knew more than you were letting on. I want to know your secret. One more on the 14th. That weird guy from those Lincoln car commercials is back, a.k.a. Matthew McConaughey stars in this film. Based on a true story, it's called White Boy Rick. How come we stay, Dad? Detroit. Son, lion don't leave the Serengeti. Besides, it's going to be our year. I can feel it. Worst father ever. I'm not gonna let you ruin your life, Don. No drugs in the house. Dad! Everything's fine. Not fine. You're fine, Ma's fine. I Don, you. you're fine. You're gonna let her talk to you. I'm going the house. Hey, stay out of it. Put some clothes on, will ya? We're going for custard. White boy Rick is set in Detroit in the 1980s. Ricky Worst Jr. was a hustler, drug kingpin, and FBI informant, and he was just a teenager. Y'all know who my dad is, right? Y'all know what he saw? Hey, I know your broke ass daddy. <laughs> what you said your name was? Rick. Right. White Boy Rick. McConaughey plays his dad. Richie Merritt plays White Boy Rick, who is one of Detroit's most infamous criminals. Eight pounds, 14 ounces. Such a way you were born. First time I looked in your eyes, I knew you were going to be bigger than me. I knew your life was going to be bigger than mine. Look at this, Dad. Look how we're living. Let's hustle big. I know the players, man. I know the game. Hey, come on, Dad. I can do this. And we can do this. We can fix our lives and be a family again. What do you say? This is now 16-year-old Richie Merritt's first movie. Looks like he's got a bright career ahead of him. Would you believe a 15-year-old kid was working for the federal government? But he was. Hey. What? You all got him? We'll continue with the September movie preview in a few moments, but let's just take a quick look at what is coming to home video this upcoming week. Yeah, over on Digital HD on Tuesday, it's Uncle Drew. That's that basketball comedy or Kyrie Irving and a bunch of other NBAers dress up as old people. It's 
Based on a web series that was produced by Pepsi, don't you know? Well, then. It actually, I think, if memory serves, it actually got surprisingly good reviews. Yeah, and I think it actually made a little bit of money, too. It did much better than anyone thought it would. Over on Blu-ray and DVD, uh, Ocean's 8, hard copy of that. If you're into it, I uh, wouldn't bother with that. And uh, if you've been collecting them, Big Bang Theory Season 11. Next Thursday. It's go time. I am pumped. The big day is finally here. Wow, you look amazing. Everyone's invited, and we do mean everyone. I'm gonna need a minute. That's Don't miss the wedding of the year on the Big Bang season finale, CBS next Thursday. Every time Big Bang Theory comes up in discussion, my dad, uh, Smash Gordon, says, I wish they'd canceled that show four years ago. <laughs> Why? He just says it's overdue and doesn't like it anymore, but I know that you say it's actually gotten better in recent years. Yeah, if anything, they should cancel the first five years of it. Really? I'd say so. It's much better than it used to be. Okay. But it also, it does need to end now, and it will. One more season. Still to come in the September movie preview, we have Channing Tatum, we have Jack Black, and we have Little Women. It's the Couch Potatoes. Brett McGarry, Jeff Brown, we are the Couch Potatoes. Doing our September movie preview, we are on now to September 21st, where we have the film adaptation of a kid's book from 1973 called The House with a Clock in Its Walls. Hello, you're Lewis, I presume. You'll see. Things are quite different here. Like that old clock. It stars Kate Blanchett, Jack Black, and some kid. It's about 10-year-old Lewis who has to go live with his uncle in this big old house where something weird is going on. The house is a very old place. There's a clock in the walls. We don't know what it does except something horrible. You've told Lewis everything? Well, not everything. Turns out the clock has a tick-tocking heart, and soon Lewis discovers a world of warlocks and witches when he accidentally awakens the dead. Whoops. Oddly enough, it's directed by Eli Roth, known more for his gross-out horror movies like Hostel, or my favorite, his grindhouse trailer, Thanksgiving. White meat. Dark meat. All will be carved. Thanksgiving. The House with a Clock in Its Walls was written by Eric Kripke, the creator of one of my favorite TV shows, Supernatural. Saving people, hunting things, the family business. Based on a good book, it has good cast, good writer, and a not terrible director. Hopefully it's good family fun. Have a look around. You're perfectly safe. That's safe? As long as it's fed. On the 28th, Kevin Hart needs a job. You're the best salesman I've ever seen. I can see you being a stockbroker like me. Can't you give me a job? I wish I could. My boss won't let me hire a dropout. Look at Mark Zuckerberg. He dropped out of Harvard. You dropped out of Piedmont High. 
So he's going back to school, but because he's a grown-up, he's going to night school. I was a couple credits shy of graduating. I gotta get my GED. I'm the principal of this school. I can do whatever I want. You're in my house. Are you using a black voice? No, I don't hear color. All right, let's do some introductions. My name is Carrie. I'm here to make a little extra cash so that I can afford this warrant that I got. But that's none of y'all business. Welcome to night school. That's Tiffany Haddish as the teacher. She's the hottest fire burning in comedy right now. She has four movies this year and four more on the go for next year. So she's the teacher and she does not suffer fools, which is going to be tough because it's a school full of fools. Besides Hart, there's also Rob Riggle, Ben Schwartz, Mary Lynn Radzcube, Taryn Gillum, and more. Looks pretty funny and I like Kevin Hart in movies more than as a stand-up. My suspicions were correct. <laughs> Boom. You're clinically dumb. There is no cure for what you have. Oh, my God. I got learning herpes. I got the gift that keep on giving. Boy. You did the black voice thing with him? It's not a black voice. Not a black voice. You don't remember when you was in that meeting, you was like, we gonna get it lit up in here, this meeting lit. It was very lit. I keep it 100. When have I ever not kept it 100? Mm. Also on the 28th, the movie adaptation of what became one of Joey's favorite books. I will read The Shining, and you will read Little Women. All right, you got it. All right? Okay. Okay. And I'll read these, uh, these Little Women. Yeah. How little are they? I mean, are they, like, scary little? No, they're regular-sized. As per IMDb, Little Women is a modern retelling of Louisa May Alcott's classic novel. We follow the lives of four sisters, Meg, Joe, Beth, and Amy March, detailing their passage from childhood to womanhood. Welcome to your castles in the air. Fill them wisely. Love, Marmy. I, Amy March. I, Margaret March. I, Elizabeth March. I, Joe March. Will be a very successful writer and do all the things. A rich and famous painter. You don't know what it's like to have everyone else make fun of your nose. We'll have a family of my own. I want to make friends and go to parties and talk to guys our own age. I think this is my castle. Just being here with all of you. The movie stars Leah Thompson as the grown-up and a bunch of teenagers. Why do you even want to get married? Because I love him. We're growing up, you have to deal with that. We go through all these stages of learning and shifting and changing. Why do you have to be so difficult? No! And then we become something far from perfect, but perfectly unique. The longer it takes for you to forgive her, the longer your pain will last. We each have our own path to our castles. Now this movie is not to be confused with the Little Women movie from 1918, 1933, 1949. The miniseries from 1978, the TV show from 1987, the movie from 1994 starring Winona Ryder, or the one that will be released on Christmas Day 2019 from Greta Gerwig. Jeez. Obviously, there's a need for one now, and it's coming out on the 28th. That's just really, really sick. Oh. <laughs> Joe's there, but I don't think there's anything she can do. <laughs> Joey? Yeah. You want to put the book in the freezer? Okay. Okay. Also on September 28th, a cartoon called Smallfoot. The world is a mysterious place. 
There are marvels of nature just waiting to be discovered by those who are daring enough to look. Marvels like the creature I had only heard existed in legend. Channing Tatum is the main voice in this. The trailer begins with a guy climbing a tall mountain that reaches way up into the sky beyond the clouds. He gets to the top and plants his flag into the foot of a yeti, a.k.a. an abominable snowman. A mythical monster straight out of your worst nightmares with wild eyes and a hideous face and feet that were amazingly, freakishly... The twist is Channing Tatum is the Yeti, and the mythical creature he's talking about, the Smallfoot, is us, humans. Now that he's discovered a human being actually exists, this discovery brings him fame in his Yeti community. But it also brings turmoil as they all wonder what else is out there. It looks fun, has a great supporting cast including LeBron James, Gina Rodriguez, James Corden, Zendaya, Common, and Danny DeVito. One final movie for the month of September, a slasher film called Hellfest. Matt? Oh my god, you're here? What? Ready. You guys ready? You ready for Hellfest? What is a Hellfest? Dude, it's so dope. It's a traveler horror night, has horror mazes in it, and people totally lose it in there. Are you ready to enter the depths of hell? about a group of college kids who are going to a traveling carnival, a scary traveling carnival called Hellfest. Hellfest, guys, let's do it! According to legend, a girl was killed here last year, for real. Some girl got totally gutted. Killer left her body in the park for three days. They thought she was a freaking prop. Nah, they're f***ing with you. Well, it turns out it's not an urban legend this time out because hiding out amongst all the actors in masks who are there to scare people, there is a lunatic in a mask, and he's got a knife, and he's picking them off one by one. Is that guy following us? He's just an actor. They mess with everyone. He's only following us. It's stalkerish. Hello? 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 <laughs> the guy that I was telling you about was in there. the end of the September movie preview. Up next, I've got a review of The Nun. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. Brett McGarry, Jeff Braun, we are The Couch Potatoes. Time to review The Nun. I had a series of visions when I was younger. And after each one, the same thought would be stuck in my head. What did you see? I saw a nun. chapter in the conjuring universe experience it in imax that's right it's part of the conjuring universe because everything needs a cinematic universe these days zoics 
The Conjuring is where it all started. That was back in, as mentioned earlier, in 2013. Mm-hmm. A horror movie that had so much hype and so much buzz going into it. Warner Brothers ordered a sequel before, like a week before it was even released. It went on to make $319 million worldwide on a $20 million budget. Nice. There was a sequel in 2016 that also made $320 million, and we do have a third Conjuring movie coming. Conjuring, by the way, based on real-life paranormal investigators Lorraine and Ed Warren, uh, most famously known for their involvement in the Amityville horror. Uh, There was also a spinoff film in 2014 called Annabelle, which is based on this creepy doll that was in The Conjuring. It was okay. Like, The Conjuring and The Conjuring 2, those movies are excellent. I think they are good, scary movies, and they are genuinely horrifying films. I know that's not for everybody. A lot of people think, well, why would I pay money to be scared and fear or and like go home and have nightmares and stuff? Yeah. And if, if that's not your thing, it's not your thing. <laughs> but but I do like Season good... 11 of Big Bang Theory on DVD on Tuesday. There it is for Jeff. <laughs> I do like this a good scary movie. So the first two Conjuring movies were great. Annabelle was ho-hum. And then I thought Annabelle 2 or Annabelle Creation in 2017 was pretty weak. But... They did that whole universe thing at the end of Annabelle 2 in the the end credits. There was a stinger of the nun, and it was creepy. So I was excited for the nun as they're describing it, the darkest chapter in the Conjuring universe. The Conjuring 2, the imagery of the nun, this demonic nun that was used in that film, that did give me nightmares. It was genuine nightmare fuel, but I loved it. It was thrilling. It was a great movie, so I was pumped that this would be a bona fide, terrifying experience. As it turns out, it's a fun, scary experience, but it was not a real terrifying film. So that left me kind of disappointed. It's set in 1952, so it's a prequel to the events that take place in The Conjuring 2. It's set in Romania at this old abbey where a nun takes her own life and a priest and uh, novitiate are sent to investigate what happened, and they learn that there is a dark, powerful evil that is present and that is trying to escape into the world. Should have been scary. I mean, the set was super creepy, and it did have some, like, don't get me wrong, it was scary. There were tons of great jump scares, and if you are not into scary movies at all, then you shouldn't go see this. But if you do like scary movies, I think that you will find that this was like a, a, a sort of a, a good kind of boo, gotcha scary movie. But it kind of bordered on too much comedy as the movie went along. And it was very nonsensical at times. You just kind of wondered what exactly is happening here and how did that happen and how did this happen? You really have to suspend your disbelief. And I don't think they used... The nun enough. Like, there was never any point where I found the images that they used of the nun to be all that scary because I don't think, I think it was too sparingly at first and then at the end it was just too in your face and the music was too in your face. You know, that kind of creepy horror music where it's like the monks, like the, oh. Yeah, it was just, it was so in your face. I still think it's a worthwhile experience if you're looking for something fun and thrilling, but you're not going to get that awesome Conjuring-style 
scary movie. And it's the the reviews sort of reflect that. Last time I looked at Rotten Tomatoes, it was in like the thirty five percent ballpark. So mm. it's not getting. Uh, it's disappointing a lot of people, I think. But I'm sure it'll still do well at the box office. I'm going to give it three couch cushions out of five. There not awful, but right. not nearly as memorable as The Conjuring. Save it for Netflix. Uh, well, I, I still liked, I like to go see scary movies at the theater because typically there are three or 400 other people in a movie theater. (laughs) I don't like to watch scary movies alone. Hey, I know what you mean. Because if I do, then the the lights go on immediately after. And, uh, I think I even leave like a little light on in the bedroom because I'm a, I I am a chicken, (laughs) but I do like the scary movies. Got to quickly tell you that American Horror Story Apocalypse debuts on Wednesday on FX. Welcome to Outpost 3. The house rules are simple. You may never leave the building due to the danger of radiation contamination and no unauthorized copulation. No exception. What's happening out there? It's all wrong. Boring! Strangely satisfying, isn't it? Dispensing punishment. It's our world now to remold as we see fit. What do you think? Hail Satan. American Horror Story Apocalypse premieres Wednesday, September 12th on FX. So this is the eighth season of the anthology series, the very popular and acclaimed anthology series. The first one, now dubbed Murder House. Season two was Asylum. Season three was Coven. Four was Freak Show. Five, Hotel. Six was Roanoke. Seven was Cult. I didn't actually even watch Cult. I just couldn't be bothered to watch it, even though I really liked season six, and I, the, the, the worst season for me was Freak Show, and I think my favorite season was Coven. So I'm very excited to know that there's going to be a crossover element from the first season, Murder House, and the third season, Coven. This season focuses on a nuclear apocalypse. It's set in this weird underground safe house. Oh, and the Antichrist is there. So sounds like yet another sort of kitchen sink. These American Horror Story series tend to be kind of crazy and fun. So I'm excited for that. American Horror Story, just one of many shows, countless shows that will make their way back to your TV screen in the coming weeks. And the Couch Potatoes will be on top of all of it as we go through our fall television preview. Of course, I still need to make room on my PVR. I have... 16 episodes of Modern Family, which for some reason I won't watch, and seven episodes of New Girl, and six episodes of Mr. Robot, and seven episodes of Fear the Walking Dead, and I think I still have an episode of Blue Planet. No, I have two episodes of Blue Planet, three episodes of This Is Us. Can you tell this has been haunting me? I'm trying. I'm chipping away. I just finished Brooklyn Nine-Nine. What a great season. So glad NBC picked it up. That's all the time we have. I'm Brad. He's Jeff. We are the Couch Potatoes. Subscribe to the podcast on Google Play or on iTunes. And remember, if it requires getting up off the couch, don't bother.